All right, folks, welcome back to the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, and I'm here, with, as always, with my co-host, Dustin. Dustin, welcome back. It's football season. How excited are you? It's, it's a pretty good day, I guess. I mean, I watched bad football <laughs> last weekend just because it was football, you know? Did you did you stay up and watch the Australian game, Stanford-Rice game? No, 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 no. What, that was what? <laughs> that would have been late Saturday night? Yeah. No, was. I was drunk watching the fight, man. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I, I ended up watching Oregon State, Colorado State. I mean, that's yeah, how desperate I was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so excited. Football season's back. And football season is starting off strong for us. Um, South Carolina and Charlotte this week. What you got on that one? I wish I were going, but yeah. uh, the ticket prices, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like 75 bucks. For just to get in the gate, you know, I, I'm just That's crazy. The game day experience doesn't meet the investment, you know. <laughs> you have to yeah. drive. You're not. I can't come home after, like right after. It's weather could be a problem, which could infect the or affect the game too. I don't. It's supposed to be out, but the remnants of Harvey could possibly be in that area at that time. So even if it is, I don't think there's any wind issues, but there could be some random bands of rain so y'all have fun out there <laughs> well if the weather become comes into play i guess we'll touch on this when we get to our preview of the game but i mean that's that's got to help us right i mean the, their strength so. <laughs> is their their offense and their passing game and our weakness is probably our secondary yeah um i, I guess let's get into our season preview right we've been avoiding this one for a while the, the hype train is real I mean, people have been have picked us uh, as far as the college football playoff, which is, <laughs> yeah. yes, I think that's the, the right reaction. <laughs> hey, uh, it, I no, look at polls and we're not ranked, so there is no hype to me, you know? That's true. That's probably the best thing that could happen. I know Joe Giglio points it out all the time is the law of the wolf is whatever you expect to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, get preseason hype and then it just never pans out like that for whatever reason. Um, so not being ranked is probably a blessing in disguise. I know they're on the edge somewhere in the 26 to 28 range, which is perfectly fine for me. Uh, the preseason polls mean dick anyway, so I don't hold any stock into them. I don't know. I mean, there's the hype is defensive line is, is what everybody's talking about. Uh, you know, there is, I don't the think that's is there. It is. The depth is there. The talent is there, which is, I mean, it's impressive in its own right that they've recruited and developed players, and I think that's exactly what Muschamp said in his press conference. You know, they've Coach Oren and company have done just a fantastic job identifying talent and then getting it and just helping it grow. I mean, it's it's deep. The question mark is is going to be replacing Ryan Nielsen. I mean, I think that's not it doesn't get talked about enough. No, I expect. The you know the continuity on the staff has been pretty good, and I expect Dorn has probably brought in somebody who's a talented coach. I mean, he's done so so done well so far in that regards. I mean, Nielsen went to the Saints. You can't hate that. It's not like he left to go to you know Akron or Arkansas State or something. I mean, he he went up. He's in the he's in the NFL now. State is a, a pipeline for coaches going to Louisiana now, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that one too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Kevin Patrick, I think 
you know, he said it best in one of his interviews in the off season. Some point says, I'm just trying not to screw it up. Like these guys are good enough yeah. where I'm trying to stay out of their way and let them play. So, you know, this, it'll be interesting to watch, see how, how good they are. Um, you know, how, how much are the linebackers going to be able to help? You know, that we were turning Arius Moore and Jarius, uh, Jared Fernandez. But people are talking about Jermaine Pratt being able to play and Brock Miller, ugh, Brock Miller getting some time. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, they could, could be really good. I think everybody expects them to be really good uh, with that talent. But I think you just never know. You never know what to expect. We got, we have to put enough pressure on quarterbacks where they're not, uh, they're not sitting back there all day throwing the ball. Uh, because as we talked about, the secondary is probably the biggest question on this team, maybe outside of kicking. Uh, and now I know we've seen <clears throat> the news this week that Mike Stevens, the uh, only returning starter on the corners, although McLeod and some other guys got a lot of playing time. Stevens hurt his leg, not as bad as what it originally sounded like. Uh, they're being kind of coy with the injury news, which is fine, but – it's going to hurt not to have him the most experienced. And I, I think he was actually a pretty good player in this yeah. in this first game, first couple games, first couple games, but this one in particular. I still think they'll be okay without him. Um, that gets into more South Carolina stuff, but they're going to have a lot of problems with our D-line. We talk about yeah. having to get pressure. That should not be a problem this week. So if he's got to be out, this is, you know, very early part of the season is the perfect time for it. Right. So I think that, you know, that's probably the question mark. The other one is replacing Matt Days. I don't know if that can be understated enough. He got a ton of carries. First thousand yard back we've had in forever. Um, you know, I think there's, it'll be interesting to see how Hines does. You know, they're going to give Naheem Hines the rock most of the time in the backfield. I think that's probably better for him. I mean, he was fine in the slot, but I think he's probably a better running back. You know, we noticed on a few deep balls, he dropped some. He probably should have had. He made some plays, but coming out of the backfield, I think it's you know probably going to suit him better. But we're not sure what he's going to get. You know, he's a different style, different style back. And then you know, Gillespie, we haven't really seen him get a full workload. I mean, I think he's a strong runner. You look at his high school numbers are ridiculous. He, he's a hard tack. He's hard to bring down. And, you know, he's the type of player that coming out of high school, a lot of people predicted him to be a linebacker in college, and he's actually a running back for us. So I think that kind of tells you his style of running. And it'll be interesting to see how <clears throat> those two perform. And then along with the offensive line, I think the offensive line has gotten a lot better under uh, Ledford. Dwayne Ledford, is, I think he's done a fantastic job kind of changing the mentality of being more of an attacking style. So we'll see the – I mean, that kind of helps – makes me feel a little bit better about the running back situation given, I think, the offensive line, the continuity, and I think they just got, they've gotten that much better. Uh, again, they've developed, developed well, I think. Do you remember this time last year when we were – we thought it was a good shot that Johnny Frazier would be the feature back? Right. What? Yeah. How odd of a situation was that? I mean, what I, was it? He just know, didn't want to work. Is that? I mean, I don't know. That's what I had heard, but I think there was a lot more to that one than, and I think anybody knows. 
I've heard some rumors and, you know, don't want to spread them around, but, you know, like you've heard them too, that he doesn't want to work or he didn't have the work ethic. There's some rumors about him being hurt. He's still in school, so I don't know what. Maybe he just didn't want to play football anymore, and that happens. Really strange, though. I mean, it was a kid that recruited super hard. Yeah, really excited about him, you know. It's just super talent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was, man. It's it was um, strange. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's like you could never have enough depth, right? We recruited Hines, Frazier, Gillespie. I think they're all in the same class, and everybody's like, "Wow, you have three running backs!" But now you have basically none who've started. And that's so, why you get three running backs in one class. That's why exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly why you do it. Um, but I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, uh, Finley develops enough. I think. They were pretty conservative with him last year. I don't think he threw the deep ball as, as well as he probably could have. I think, you know, from all reports, it's been the focus uh, focus for him in camp. So we'll see how that develops, see how they work in McClendon as well there. But, you know, he's going to have to perform well enough to take some of the pressure off of uh, the running backs. I think they just can't rely on Hines and Gillespie like they did Matt Days, but – you know, could be wrong. <clears throat> the biggest question in everybody's minds, it's got to be kicking. You know, that's – it can't be said enough, right? One, one kicker away from winning 10 games and changing the entire landscape of college football last year. You know, three kicks and it's a, it's a different uh, mentality throughout the season than right now, right? It's, a, it's completely different. Um they brought in the kicker, the kid Carson Wise, you know. But again, has he ever kicked in front of sixty thousand people before? I don't think Carson Newman plays in front of those bigger crowds. No. Do you, if we had had the decent kicking game last year, what would be our ranking coming into this season? Be top twenty, man. Right? Yeah, it would actually be top twenty, I would think. I mean, missed a kick at ECU. That wasn't Bambar, that was Haskins. Uh, the Clemson kick, everybody knows Clemson <laughs> wouldn't even have been in the title game. They end up winning the, the title game. Um, yeah, they would. I mean, that's those are two right there. That puts us at 10. You know, I think you'd have to be top 20. And, the, and then people would actually start believing the hype, which was probably a problem. So, yeah, I don't know. It just goes uh, to show we, we bitched as much as anybody last season. Oh yeah, but there's a. That's one. That's why we don't make the decisions. Else is fans. Yeah, and two. That's why it's so hard to make that decision because you really need to step back, and examine everything. And now you know having an off season to cool down. Man, we were kicker away. Yeah, that's it. That's all it was. We'd be top twenty already this year. If we had you know done something that we all take for granted and that teams take for granted, and that's the kick's going to be good. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I think that's the nature of fan, right? Fan's short for a fanatic. And like, we complain as much as everybody. You, know, you can nitpick as much as you want, but there, there's no doubt that the program as a whole has gotten better. Uh, it's, you know, it's come from dog shit to not dog shit. We don't know exactly know what it is, but it's gotten better. You know, the talent's there. They're talking about, you know, you could have 
five or six guys going in the first two rounds. I mean, that's amazing from a school that historically has won, what, 10 games once? You know, I mean, that's – again, yeah, you're right. So, and you take a step back and you're like, man, they were really close to being really good last year. And nobody wants to admit it in the heat of the moment. Everybody's fired Dorn is a better option. But, you know, again, you're like you said, that's why you get to look at the bigger picture. And – you know, they've been close, so we'll see. I think uh, it kind of leads me into my next question. What's your what's your best case scenario for this team? Uh, well, I think we're going to know a lot after Saturday. Um, yeah. If there's not a win Saturday, we've got problems. But if I go through the schedule, um, I really think it's not unrealistic to expect nine wins. Right. Um, 10 is possible. Anything below nine, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that we're in a place where we can bitch about an eight win season. No, exactly. But we should have nine. I mean, this is, this is the year it should all come together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll know a lot Saturday, but I, I think nine wins. What do you What do you have? Yeah, I mean, I think the conservative nature of state fans not wanting to be disappointed. I've seen eight eight wins everywhere. You know, um, I think nine is probably relative. If I you know run through the losses, you know, you got to assume at Florida State, um, and then. Maybe maybe you assume Clemson at home. Again, that's Clemson at home. You know, my, I don't nine know. Is, my nine is beating Clemson. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's possible. At Notre Dame. Notre Dame, I don't think they're that good, but you just you never know, man. Louisville's gonna be tough. Uh, I don't know how well we match up with them. Can we contain Lamar Jackson? How bad is their offensive line? You know, so I can see I I don't think nine wins is out of question. I would probably feel okay going with that. Yeah. You know, but we just have to avoid the at Boston College mistakes, the yeah. at Wake Forest mistakes. And, you know, Dave Dorn, for the most part, has done that on the road. He's avoided those. It's the home ones that have come back to screw us. Um, you know, so, you know, do we, how do we match up with Syracuse offense? You know, a year into that offense, they've got to be a little bit better than they were before. Um, so, I don't know. I think just avoiding those, we just as long as we don't have any NC State moments, right? I think you know you can see nine wins. The I think the ACC Atlantic for me personally, ACC Atlantic, I don't think is as strong. Um, top, it's not as as strong at the top as people think they are. I mean, I think Florida State they probably they have the talent, but I think they had a lot of question marks last year. And then do they answer that? They lose Dalvin Cook. Sure, they're bringing you know. Five star, top rated running back, but I, think I don't know, man. Florida State, I'm, I'm not their sold. Season, their season is on Francois. Yeah, I don't think better. he's that good. I don't think he's that good. So I think I he think is. He's okay. I mean, he was young, you know. Maybe it could be. It could be partly also offensive line related too. Yeah, you know. But I wasn't blown away with him, and you have to be blown away when you're talking about competing at that level, winning the Atlantic. You have to have it. 
you got to be solid up there. You can't just have a serviceable quarterback there and then is. a freshman running back. That's just not it's not there, gonna work. There's another answer that we'll have after Saturday as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, Florida State gets the toughest test of the year. So yeah, uh, who scheduled that one? I don't know, but they lucked into it, man. Yeah, that's got to be one of the. Has there been a bigger week one game? Not for no, I can't. No, I can't imagine. Not for because what's not for the ACC at least. Yeah, yeah, I think they're top three. I mean, top one or one versus three. I mean, I don't know that that's ever happened like that. I mean, that's a playoff game in week one. So who did? Florida State drove somebody in the bowl game, right? Was that Ole Miss or God, what was I that? Remember, it was bad. They whipped somebody, and I think that's kind of where they're getting the love. Let me pull up there. Oh no, it was Michigan. Uh, Never mind. They only, they only won by one, but that's the Big Ten failure. Um, yeah, <laughs> the Big Ten failure. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where that what that that hype's all about. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, but I just, you know, I don't know if they're as good as what people think they are. And so you have them. Clemson's got a lot of questions. The defense is going to be really good, but they're replacing Sean Watson and, you know, the receiving core. And I'm not, I don't even remember who they have We're coming back as running back. See, Clemson's getting to that yeah. same level too, where, you know, okay, they lose some players, but you got more five stars coming in. And you can right. say, well, Which, that might not work, but it pretty much works every year for Nick Saban. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it works for the it works for the most part. But you just, I, I'm just not as sure. You know, with. I mean, I think Clemson um, takes a step back for sure. Yeah, but and so, you know, I could rightly see Louisville being the best team in the East. I mean, in the Atlantic, called the East the, in the Atlantic. <laughs> um. Just because of Lamar Jackson, but they're without they have their own question marks too. So I don't know if it's as defined as everybody thinks it is. But again, that's probably just my state fan optimism early on. Uh, I mean, those teams are good. They have a lot of talent. I mean, the Heisman Trophy winner is in, is in our division, right? The defending Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. See, um, and I'm opposite. I think of those big three. I look at Louisville as the weakest. It's, yeah, they I mean, have, I, they have I Jackson. Yeah, I can see. It. I think they have a lot of question marks. I don't think there's any doubt about that one. I guess I'm I, saying, I if, just if there's a year that we're just gonna come through out of nowhere, I mean, there's a decent. I don't want to say decent shot, but it's not going to be much better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah, people aren't saying that though people are seeing they look at the numbers and like oh man lamar jackson clemson's national title winner in florida state that's gonna be impossible i don't think it's 2006 acc when wake forest had the you know just a clear run to the right. to make that work out but i don't think it's also as daunting as people are saying uh, but we'll see i mean time will tell that's gonna be a tough one to predict what's your worst case scenario for this team Oh, man. I mean, you go through it. Worst case, we lose Saturday. So that takes one away. Mm-hmm. Um, loss at Florida State. I'm pretty comfortable with Syracuse at home. Loss at Lou- or loss home against Louisville. Pitt, I don't know anything about Pitt. I don't pay attention to that division. So um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, an, it's a road game, though, so that's kind of scary. At Notre Dame, yeah. um, 
don't expect to win there, even on the worst case or best case. Loss against Clemson, loss to one of the Boston College or Wake games, and then lose to Carolina. I mean, I I can go really worst case, but it's probably not realistic. Um, so what six wins, six losses, six and six for your worst case there? Um, worst case five wins and a coaching oh. change. Yeah. Oh, that'd be brutal. Yeah, I don't. That that would be the worst case. I, my worst case is six and six. I don't think there's. I don't think we're any, anyway we're worse than that. But let's hope it doesn't get to that one. That's no, for sure. I, I really don't. I can't see that happening. But you know, I like being a pessimist. I, so <laughs> <laughs> that's the reverse pessimism. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like you said, I think we'll know a lot after Saturday. Now these opening season game big matchups on the road or on neutral sites don't really go that well for us but uh, i'm hoping that's a different year i'm hoping it's a different program it's just gonna uh, be a oh. lot better than you know starting the year against james madison and being it's, it absolutely is. and then conference yes. play starts and you're like oh shit what happened well you know i'm a big fan of the early test you know yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think we're all just probably just have flashbacks to Tennessee and Atlanta. Yeah, I, you know, you come Carolina out the game games, uh, the Thursday night games there for a couple of years. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I think, um, like you said, this this opening game is going to define a lot. I think if Doran wins this game, he's going to hang his hat on beating SEC opponents back to back. But this is probably the biggest game in his short coaching career so far. I can go with that. Yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got to win this one. If he wins this one, the hype level is going to reach epic proportion. If he loses, it's going to be suicide watch already, and we're only in week one. Yeah. I just think that's kind of where we are. Because guys, as a, as a fan one, base, if we lose week one, then we're probably not going to make the playoff. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's you know it's a lot. This is important. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think there's a couple of things we have in our notes here. You know, guys to watch uh, offensively. Uh, there's potential breakouts. You know, we said Hines is going to be the the feature back for the most part. Gillespie as well. So one of those guys. Uh, I think a guy to watch is probably Jacoby Myers in the slot. I think last year he kind of just got his feet wet, but you you could see his potential, and he's the you know starting slot guy. I think he could get. I think he could get a lot of exposure. I think he could really um, be the guy that nobody's paying attention to. Um, everybody knows about Kelvin Harmon, Steph Lewis, C.J. Riley is the other one, the six-five wide receiver. They say he's probably one of the fastest guys on the team. He's six-five and the fastest guy on the team. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Wild. Yeah, and you know he was hurt last year, but the redshirt year never hurt. Never uh, seems to hurt anybody. So. It'll be interesting to see what the offense does. I mean, with all those, you know, potential playmakers who really um, steps up and who they lean on the most, um, you know, obviously outside of Jalen Samuels. I don't I think I, if I had to guess, I'd say Jacoby Myers. Uh, I think Harmon's going to get the attention. Samuels and Hines are going to get the attention. That's going to leave a lot of slot, slot action there. So little sling outs or – uh, quick slants, things like that, uh, and you'll see a guy like that being able to really make some plays. 
Uh, on the defensive side, you know, we've already talked about it. They're pretty much turning everybody. The two guys that I want to see um, in action are Nick McLeod getting the getting the start now at the corner. I don't know who they're going to pick on. Um, you know, with Mike Stevens out, they could go either way. But I want to see how Nick McLeod handles that. He's got the you know prototypical six one long frame. You know, he's a smart player. They love everything about him. So he, they've got a lot of hype. And then Jermaine Pratt, he's been all over the place. He was highly recruited out of high school. They played him at safety. I still remember the Virginia Tech game where he drops that um, potential interception that probably would have staved off their what 28-point comeback or whatever that was. Um, but he's been getting rave reviews. He's you know super athlete. See how he does. You know how much playing time does he get behind two senior linebackers, and how does he uh, perform? Uh, Jarius Moray, I think, is probably a guy nobody's talking about or not talking about enough. Uh, he's going to be safety as they move Boone up to nickel and replace Dravius Wright. But Moray, he's a really smart player, and he's one of those guys that just knows how to play football. And so it'll be interesting to watch him. Um, those are the guys I would look out for. Yeah. At least the new guys. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break. Maybe insert a sponsor if we feel up to it. And then uh, let's get back and then we'll talk a little bit about the South Carolina game. All right, folks, we're back. And it's time to talk South Carolina. Mm. My fa- one of my favorite quotes from when Steve Spurrier, Steve Spurrier era was in an interview. I don't remember what game it was, but it, I've heard the clip a hundred times. They're <laughs> like, Steve, Steve, how do you feel this game? And he just flat out says, I'm embarrassed. These are This is an embarrassing team. And I'm embarrassed <laughs> to be the coach of this team. I love it. It cracked me up, man. I think it's still one of the best quotes out there. I don't really know much about South Carolina. You're the the SEC homer, uh, part-time SEC homer. Give us the the lowdown about South Carolina. All right, they went uh, six and seven last year, but those six wins were, um, I think some of those were luck on their own, uh, including beating Tennessee, of course. But uh, they're a defensive team. I mean, they're a must-chant team, so that tells you all you need to know. I mean, Florida was – still defensively good when he was there, even if their offense was trash. So strong part of their defense is their secondary. Uh, the line probably won't get a whole lot of pressure, but they stopped the big plays. They gave up, I mean, hardly any big plays last year. And that's the reason they won some of those games. Um, deep passes will be hard to come by because their their secondary will be on us. Uh, I think it's important that we run the ball and that we should be able to run the ball, but we have to commit to that. And I don't think that'll be a problem. I mean, they know what to expect. Uh, on a side note, I, I I can't tell you much about uh, their kick defense, so we'll just have to test the waters. But it can't be better than <laughs> Clemson's was last year, so we should be able to uh, do something there. But offensively, we should be able to move the ball and score a decent amount but we have to somewhat keep it on the ground. I, I like that. Um, 
I agree with you. I mean, I think that's, again, one of the question marks, and I'm going to lead into one of the questions that uh, one of our Twitter followers posed to us. How confident are you in days as a replacement? Will the passing game open up more with a second-year QB? Uh, I think we'll find out a lot in this first game here. I think exactly what the game plan is going to dictate for us to do. You know, typical must-champ teams, well, I don't believe them as a coach. They're always, they always have good defenses. Yeah. So I that's, think that's kind of what we'll exactly see that develop in this game and be able to figure that out really quickly. I just don't judge our offense on this game necessarily. Right. Because this is, I mean, they're, they're not going to have a great year, but it's one of the better defenses overall that we'll face. Um, that's fair. Just because of the way they're coached. I mean, they're, yeah. he, he can coach the hell out of defense. Can't throw a yeah. ball out of a wet paper bag, but he can put a defensive unit <laughs> on the field. So, <laughs> so, so what about that South Carolina offense? It's trash, man. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's got to be better than it was last year. I mean, they put uh, Jake Bentley as their quarterback. He came in super young, uh, but he'll be a second year guy, so they, that should pick up. But I mean, they only threw for like I think 213 yards a game last year. So that was good enough to be 83rd. Um, they averaged 134 yards on the ground. So you do the math. They don't put up a lot of yards, let alone points. Um, their backfield is going to be better this year. Uh, Rico Dowdle is the RB1 there, but they've got a, a decent you know platoon behind him. So when, when they spell him, there's still some reason to worry. Um, but they're... Along with that, their offensive line is probably the weakest part on that side of the ball. So they can have a running back, but it's kind of, uh, I mean, a nightmare for them, really. The pressure that we should be able to inflict. We'll know a lot as well about our defensive line because we should be in that backfield all day. That, that That's the weakest part of their team by far on both sides of the ball is their offensive line. So this should be, everybody should know about the state D line by the end of the game. I mean, that that's honestly my guess. And if that doesn't go, then we got problems and it's, <laughs> there's something going on. So that, I think there again, that could be a recurring theme for O lines this year facing our D line. But I think yeah. this one is one of the, I mean, we should, we should go at them. So, yeah, two things I've I've um, heard at least about this South Carolina team is I want to remember that the Rico Dowdo, I think he's a North Carolina kid somewhere in the western part of the state that kind of blew up his senior year. We recruited him late. I think he just wanted to go and get some some playing time. He had a ton of yards. He was pretty much one of those guys that carries a small school on his back, mm-hmm. and so he's a good athlete. And so I think, like you said, he's they've got some talent, but he's got to make some holes for him and. What the I guess the common prognostication for South Carolina is that they're just a year behind. You know, they're sort of on the same trajectory that Dorn's tenure has been, where they just don't have enough of the developed experience. Last year, you always heard is hey, we're the youngest team in the country. You know, one of those sorts of things. And I think South Carolina's us a year ago, so they they can put it together, but they're just not quite there yet they don't have the depth they don't have it as developed so it'll be it'll be interesting to see 
you know, I think we'll learn a lot. Like you, like you said, I think we'll just see the, um, the difference in the timelines of the programs. So that all that said, what's your prediction? Oh man. Um, six well, point spread packs favorite spread. Well, all right. South Carolina won six last year. They won three the year before. So they doubled their win total. That's a good trajectory. Um, to get to six this year, they need this game. Honestly, mm-hmm. I still think state wins like twenty-eight to ten, something like that. You'll never uh, hear that me would be a fan. call that ever again. <laughs> but just from the, the South Carolina games I saw last year, and seeing the trajectory they were on and where they should be, they're going to be a little better, but. I mean, this is one of the best defenses they'll face. I just can't see it going well, and I don't. I don't think we'll have that big of a problem scoring on them. So, yeah, blow the spread up. I think. Oof, I like it. I like it. you. Don't hear many of those bold predictions from Dustin. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm kind of with you there. I think they'll they'll probably score twice. I give them 14. I think I like 24 14. You know, similar outcome. I think that would be, I think that'd be fine. Are we, are we buying into the hype? Oh, I mean, you've been driving (laughs) the hype train all season, son, all all summer. I mean, I'm just now catching up. Oh yeah. I'm getting on it. But yeah, I think, I don't know. And I also, for me, we need to beat the spread for it to be a win. Cause they're not that good. And six is too low. I think. I think they have kicking troubles too. From what, um, if I recall reading this correctly or hearing Muschamp's interview, they don't know who's going to kick for them either. And last year they had, you know, quite a few kicking blunders. So that could be another, like we said, another similarity to the 2016 Wolfpack to the 2017 Gamecocks. If they won a lot of games last year too on turnovers. Yeah. Their defense caused a lot of turnovers, but a lot of those were lucky turnovers. So their defense was decent last year. I don't know that it looks as good because it's unrealistic to force that many turnovers. I mean, I think ECU turned the ball over like three times inside the 10 against them. Yeah. So uh, there again, I just, they, they don't match up well against us. Right. It could be, hopefully, I mean, it could be a good matchup for us. Hopefully it'd be a, it'd be a first but they beat ECU last year. I'm just looking at the score. Yeah, twenty to twenty to fifteen. Yeah, see, they they won by five, but ECU turned the ball over. I swear, two or three times inside the South Carolina ten. Right. So that's that's a bowl eligible game for them. So that's the kind of games they won by far. Right. Were yep. close, crazy games. Hmm. Wins a win, but yeah, well, it's a new year, so. <laughs> So, I guess my other question about this game is, who's going to have more fans there? I would, I would say South Carolina probably. Yeah. Um, Columbia is an hour away, and lived in South Carolina three years. All they care about is Clemson and South Carolina football. I mean, that's right. it. There's no they they could care less. I I wasn't down there for the basketball Final Four run, but I still don't imagine it was a 
from what I saw of people I knew down there, it's like, oh, yeah, we don't know anybody on the team, but go them. Football's a different story. They love it. <laughs> There's nothing else go in them. South Carolina except football. So yeah. they'll travel decently well. The ticket price might have had an effect on that, but overall I would say it's probably going to be a little more garnet than red. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can believe it. It'd probably be pretty split if I had to guess. I'm curious if it'll be, it'll be a packed house. I remember, I think it was a state Carolina game the first year they did it in um, Bank of America Stadium. And it was packed, man. You could see the divisible line blue and red and it was loud it was it was really good and i don't think it's ever lived up to that hype at least for me since that game i think the rest of it's kind of an i mean up or down it's the same kind of thing when i heard they were playing there i was really excited and you know it was going to be a good time but i'm not paying that much to go to this game yeah i'm just not yeah so i think that could have an effect overall they're pricing it like it's a marquee matchup and neither team is ranked yeah it's an espn game isn't it yeah, yeah, it's ESPN, but all right, uh, good. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Those ticket prices are unreal. I'm st- I'm going to be pissed off yeah. about that all year. So. <laughs> Especially if we blow them out too, you'll be really pissed. Yeah, yeah. So, but whatever. I'll stay think... home and stay dry, air conditioned, be able to watch other games, be able to watch that Florida State Alabama game that night. So I'm fine. Yeah. Give me some good football this weekend. Uh, I have your note in here. It says AC went six to three in the regular season. Four and one against SEC last season. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend. It's very likely that we could be the only um, ACC win with FSU, Bama, and Georgia Tech, Tennessee. I don't know that Georgia Tech, Tennessee game. That'll be interesting. Oh, I'm gonna be livid if Tennessee loses that game. <laughs> you have like, the whole offseason to prepare for that bullshit offense that Paul Johnson runs. Yeah. So, uh, I can't see Florida State or Georgia Tech winning, so we sh- we should be the banner holder this weekend. Speaking of Paul Johnson, I had to put this note in here. I saw this article this summer, and it just made me laugh. Paul Johnson's quote: "ACC tries to screw us." I was like, I love Paul Johnson. I had to like read a state his headline, fan, doesn't he? He does. That's why I love him. He's just an angry, bitter old man. But he's talking about the, this is when the schedules came out, and the Yellow Jackets will face. Uh, three ACC opponents who have an open date before playing them, more than any other team in the league, and it's happened, you know, before. And Paul Johnson's con- convinced that it's not a coincidence. And he says the conference is trying to screw us every way they can. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a great quote. He's right. I mean, there's like we always said, they're sticking up for the Blues, and he's not one of them. And at least he has the cojones to say it. It just makes me happy. I thought I had to include that part. Um, a couple other questions from the Twitter sphere here. Tailgating in Charlotte. I don't know anything about it. I've been there a few times for Panther games and state games, but you oh, usually just, just find whatever parking lot you can. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's parking everywhere. Um, yeah. There's a couple of parking services that you can go online and pre-order a spot. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we usually do when we go to games in Charlotte, but you can drive around and find it easy enough. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those restaurants and places have, you know, parties set up, one of those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. It should be interesting. Our man Hokey Smash, talk to road visitors about your favorite barbecue restaurants. I mean, what's your favorite barbecue in the area? Our area? Are we talking like in Raleigh or? I'd just say Wake County. Wake County. Orange County. Um, yeah. 
I gotta go to the pit probably in Wake County. Uh, Clyde really? Cooper's is good. Yeah, the Clyde pits, Cooper's. Are... The pit's fancy barbecue, man, but it's still good. Yeah. I like the pit. The pit has good sides, but I'm not not sold in their barbecue. I like um, Clyde Cooper's. Probably one of the favorites. Um, uh, what's the one? Backyard pit over on fifty five. Uh, backyard barbecue that that one is legit i mean that's probably one of the best rounds and i always I always lean towards smokies it's a little bit more um texas style not texas style tennessee style i guess i don't know what you want to call it but man their smoked wings are so good well that's not uh, barbecue those though. Does. well their, their barbecue is good, good too but man their wings are so good it makes it work it makes I would it work say, honestly drive the hour and a half to aiden Oh, Skylight Inn. Skylight yeah, Inn. If you're, yeah. So. <laughs> if you want the best barbecue around, go to Skylight Inn. Yeah, I will make a detour just to go there. <laughs> I uh, told Evan that I was going there one day, and he had me bring him back what, like three pounds? Absolutely. Yeah. To uh, I mean, it's that good, guys. So even it's if you're so in Raleigh and you've never been, get your ass down there. You might not like <laughs> the cornbread, but everything else is money. That's right. Um. Rollin Jenkins, your real opinion on how the season plays out? I think we're both on a, on the eight nine win yeah. bandwagon. I, th- I think it's it's possible. We should have a good team, right? I, I don't think there's too many knock on wood, too many issues that uh, could hold us back because we have the depth. You know, we have the playmakers. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel pretty good. Cautious optimism. We I guess that's pretty much man. standard. Yeah, make the kicks, man. If if Connor Wise can make his kicks, or you know, then we'll be okay. We have a competent uh, kicking game. We could hit ten wins. It's possible, man. Anything's possible. Like we said with the rest of the preview, I don't know how strong. I take that back. They're going to be strong. I don't know if their question marks are as big as you know I think they are, or if there's. You know, there's little as other people was thinking that Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, like they all have question marks. Anything can happen. So, uh, our boy NIT Stan, hello and yes. State secondary lockdown or toast rack? I don't know about toast rack. Uh, I don't think they're too young to be locked down. So somewhere in the middle, I'll walk the fence and say that. But I think our I think Sean Boone at nickel is awesome. I think he's a fantastic football player. And then, you know, Jarius Moorhead, Dexter Wright, you know, in the, in the secondary, Fred, Freddie Phillips out there too. I mean, those guys have played a lot before. Or Freddie Phillips has. The other two are just – I think they're really good football players. So we'll see. And then a lot of it depends on how much pressure the line can get on a consistent basis. Yeah, are we going to have to blitz, you know, those sorts of things. The best player on the in the secondary is the defensive line. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they get the pressure. That secondary looks a whole lot better. So, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and then how confident are you in Days' replacement? Ah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super confident. Matt Days is really good, and I think he was. Um, you know, 30th running back taking the draft. I think it's ridiculous. I think you're kind of seeing that in the preseason. He's had a really good preseason. He scored a few times. Uh, you know he's with the Browns, so who the hell knows what's going to happen? But he's a hell of a football player, and it's going to be hard replacing a guy like that. They, we have talent. I mean, there's two, four, five star guys. However, you want to look at, you know, their recruiting rankings. So it's not like they're 
devoid of talent. And there's there's enough guys out there that hopefully you don't have to re- rely on them completely. You know, I don't think you'll see Jalen Samuels in the backfield, which is probably better off. I don't think he's a pure running back. Um, but keeping uh, Gillespie and Hines upright will be uh, will be interesting to see. I think it'll be it's important for us, and the potential is there. The potential is there to replace days and not have a, too much of a drop off. But you always, when you're splitting time like that, I think their reliability comes into question. You know, Matt Days held onto the ball. He he would pick up like four and a half yards a clip. I mean, he was just that good. Um, but the the better offensive line, the aged offensive line, all these things kind of come together, kind of help make up for it. So hopefully you don't see much of a drop off there. Um, that would be my answer to that question. I think it's possible. Possible to replace him and not see too much of a drop off. But it's going to be spread around, not going to be uh, on one guy. Fair? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, that's all I got. We're back. It's, it's good to be back recording again. It's good to have football season back. Uh, the more I think about it, the more um, anxious I get. I'm ready to just, just see what happens, man. I'm ready to see us play. I'm ready to, I'm ready to watch the football. And, and I'm glad we have a strong start to the year. We're not playing Jabroni University. Yeah. I think that's that's just going to set us up better as the season goes along. So, yep. Uh, all right, that's all I got. I'm ready. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back, be back on a regular schedule, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Go back. Optimism level ten. Go back. <laughs> <laughs>